Thanks for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I am Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have back with me again my friends Susan Tweed and Rachel Barnett. Uh, Rachel, I wanted to ask you, what was your wedding proposal like? Um, well, let's. I just want to remind the audience that I became a Christian eight years ago, so I'll share a funny story. I actually proposed to my husband. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did it a little backwards, Um, but he would talk about it and say, you know, the day, one day I want to marry you, and I said, hey, let's set a date, (laughs) and we did for two years out, but he, um, he, he redeemed that, and, um, took me to North Carolina, and we climbed to the top of Cape Hatteras, and he proposed to me there. Oh, wow. Yay. That's yes. neat. Did you get any photos? Because that wasn't really the proposal photo days, was it? No, we did get oh, photos wow, because great. my husband's best friend was there, and oh, he wow. blocked off the area for Ooh, us and took pictures. Fun. And I even almost ruined the moment, but I'm so <laughs> glad that I didn't. How did you do that? <laughs> um, because my husband's the romantic, and so I was thinking to myself, oh, he's being like really cheesy, romantic, and then I go, oh, I'll just let him have his moment. <laughs> oh, that's so but then funny. It, I, I was so thankful that I did, yeah. and it was amazing. Yes. Oh, that's so neat. Susan, what about you? What about your wedding? Yes, my wedding, literally I can say, because that was 31 years ago, May Day, he wanted an easy anniversary, so May Day, he's still oh, saying, um, was <laughs> the, one of the best days of my life. Mm. And um, it was in a rose garden, Newport oh, wow. Beach Marriott, overlooking mm. the ocean. And I overplanned. Okay. And so <laughs> planning a wedding for my daughter right now is just funny. Oh, because yeah. every detail. But one of the details that was just so funny, because we had the string quartet and the beautiful garden and, you know, the sun was setting, there was all those things. But I was determined to have balloons. And this was in the days, environmentally, you could do this. The groom side was gray and my side was raspberry. And when the greatest love of all was sung by the <laughs> singer, all of the people after we had said, I do, were letting go of their balloons oh, and the raspberry funny. would mingle with the gray. Oh. In the sky (laughs) for this picture. And it was, we actually got the picture. It actually did happen. However, the balloons, it was a windy day. They beat everyone in the face through the entire ceremony. So though it went off as I had (laughs) wanted, I didn't know their experience till later when they were all miserable um, and beaten up by the balloons. But I got the photo. Yes. Well, you know what? It was just the precursor to what happens today, right? (laughs) We will go through anything to get the photo. Get the photo for sure. No one knew that everyone would soon live like that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, we're doing a series on being girl moms. As we said before, we have 10 kids between the three of us and nine of the 10. (sighs) So 90% are girls. And this time we want to talk about teaching them about marriage. And, you know, as we were thinking about this, we concluded that concerning, you know, teaching our kids about marriage, more is going to be caught than taught. So, you know, we could sit down with a bunch of rules about marriage, but they're going to watch us in our marriages, and that's what they're going to learn to follow. Uh, Ephesians 5, 31 and 32 is such a great passage. It says, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. Uh, So much rich truth in that passage, but 
just great to remind them that, you know, this is our lifetime partner in our marriage. And, you know, our kids aren't our lifetime partners. Our friends aren't our lifetime partners. Our parents aren't our lifetime partners. Our husbands are. And we have to model that out. Uh, How have you guys uh, practically modeled out just the whole friendship in marriage and how important it is to be your husband's best friend? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, it's it's something that when hours go by and you get to have conversation and you know just are still interested in you know talking and laughing and those interests and not just the day to day business mm-hmm. of life is is just so so important. My husband and I had looked at um, older couples before us in restaurants that don't talk to each other yeah. and that always was real, very concerning to us. Not that he's thinking I won't have something to right. say. Right. Right. <laughs> I always have something to say. Right. Yes. Um, from that standpoint, just making sure that we can talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things outside of work, outside right. of the kids, right. outside, of, but just have those conversations about, you know, f- friendship mm-hmm. standpoint is is really, right. really important. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yes. Um, my husband is um, a jokester, anybody okay. that knows him. Okay. Um, so, and we are totally different people. So mm-hmm. I tend to be more on the serious side. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just noticed how um, far it goes just laughing with him and just sitting and embracing his silliness mm-hmm. and jokes. And um, like Susan was saying, just talking and yeah. um, spending that time together. It's its intimacy. It brings closeness. And right. um, the kids can see that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's great. Yeah. I know um, one thing with me with recently within the last year, really, all three of my kids being gone, so us being empty nesters mm. or whatever, it isn't a drag. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone says it's going to be such a drag and it so, must be so hard and you must be so sad. And get a dog, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I, it's just, it's not a drag. And it, I mean, if you think about it, you know, before you had kids, it wasn't a drag right. until you had kids. And, you know, when your kids move forward with their lives as they should, uh, it's it's not the drag that people say that it is. So, you know, I think that's kind of a misconception that once you have kids, you're life revolves around your kids and your kids have got to be the priority, but making sure that we commit to that friendship in marriage because they will be there when our kids are gone. For sure. What about, you know, a commitment to your husband and modeling that commitment to your husband, no matter what, in front of your kids, in front of your family, in front of your community? I mean, but especially in front of your kids, that you are committed to your marriage. I mean, you know, do you talk about divorce when you get angry? I mean, what are some things that you would and wouldn't do that you think would help to show them that you see this as permanent? Yeah, it's divorce is not an option for us, and it's interesting because I grew up it, as a child of divorce. Mm-hmm. So both of my parents were married four times, and wow. that was just all around me. And right. so from that standpoint, watching that and seeing that, I determined before I was a Christian that I would not mm-hmm. like divorce my husband. Now, mm-hmm. under God, of course, yeah. both John and I... Um, completely are devoted that, hey, it's going to be rough. We're going to have peaks and valleys. And no matter what, we're in this, you know, together, literally till death do us part and praise God for that. But Mm -hmm. I think it is important to model that commitment with the kids and definitely not ever 
mention divorce or threats yeah. in any way from that standpoint. So um, that is that was modeling, reverse modeling for me, yeah. me not copying what I was raised and what I had seen. And it really caused a lot of devastation mm-hmm. in yeah. our lives. So you say when your parents were married four times, is that between the two of them married four times or independently, each was married four times? Each. Wow. Yeah. I had yeah. a lot of different um, step people yeah. um, in my life. Yeah. And really, as a child, they certainly didn't make that mistake of the mm. child being the focus. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> from they, were, that, they had too many dates they had, going They on. had a lot yeah. of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. And really, um, from so from that standpoint, it was completely backwards yeah. from yeah. what I have now. Right. And I have to really consciously make sure that I put John first. Mm-hmm. Our house is busy mm-hmm. with four daughters. Right. And whether they're living inside or out, it is busy mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah. And um, with both of us working and so forth, mm-hmm. but I have to be intentional about um, with both of us. So yeah. for those date nights, for that time, um, there was a, a Valentine's Day, having just had this Valentine's Day pass, that it reminds me every year that I was focused on the kids and mm-hmm. homemaking Valentine's and all of their classmates and I remember that that year John gave me this beautiful jewelry box and with a ribbon on it, and I was just devastated when he handed it to me because I had forgotten my husband oh, on yeah. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But all of those yeah. hundreds of classmates yeah. and teachers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone got a yeah. homemade Valentine mm-hmm. but my husband. Mm-hmm. And I was so ashamed of myself, really a humbling experience. The next year, we actually um, decided that the girls would cook us Valentine's oh, dinner, okay. and we were celebrating dad and my marriage. Mm-hmm. And and the years we've had together and our love. Yeah. And as a result, they served us um, the heart-shaped pizza that oh, they h- handmade on a bistro table in front of the fireplace oh, and um, did all that for how us. Cute. And we reclaimed yes. that val- yes. that and putting daddy yeah. first above the classmates. That's so cute. What about you, Rachel? I mean, what do you do with your family or before your kids or with your husband just to let everybody know that this is a permanent or committed relationship and there's no possibility of divorce? Well, um, absolutely. Um, my, my marriage for 10 years before Christ, um, my husband and I had purposed not to get divorced because mm-hmm. we came from split families as well. Um, However, my husband still didn't have that confidence that I wouldn't leave right. him. Right. Um, whether it was by my actions or by my words or, you know, discontentment, things that I would, you know, say and do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, at one point he had lost a job and um, he had come to me and he was just worried that I would leave him. Oh. And I remember how devastating that yeah. was to me. And I was like, as long as our family's together, mm-hmm. you know, then we're okay. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, before I became a Christian. But um, since becoming a Christian, um, God has really just shifted that as far as um, me just... Um, understanding the priority, God being first, and then my husband, like that is the most important relationship. Um, I try to make that clear in my actions and in the things that I do and just in praising my husband to my kids and um, reminding them to be thankful Mm -hmm. to him for all that he does for our family and just showing preference to him. And um, I definitely see how that, I mean, just that confidence that my husband has now um, 
in our marriage and in the strength of our marriage that we both have that and display that to our kids. Mm, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that's so important that we, you know, value and prefer the needs of our husband above our own and above our kids as well. Have you both seen that to be a challenge culturally? I mean, working with women, I know Susan working with our navigating motherhood leaders and in navigating motherhood with so many uh, new moms with young kids. Yes. You know, I just think with, with me too, I just, you know, having four under eight years old at one time, I couldn't believe I was the woman in the mall with all of those kids that I always think is overwhelming. And I know for me, I did put the kids first. And Mm -hmm. when John would come home, uh, it would be me thankful and that he was there to help me as I would complain to him mm-hmm. about my day. And that really changed with um, becoming a Christian as well. And and I do notice that with, um, with mothers with young children. It's difficult. It's physically exhausting. It's draining. You feel like toast most of the time. Yeah. And it's very different ages and phases of, you know, teens is is more emotional versus physical, you know, Mm -hmm. but when you're sleepless and so forth, that's really hard to um, put your perspective on your husband. And when he walks in the door, making sure that you are having the kids, you know, treat him quote unquote, like the king, you know, that he is of the home and Mm -hmm. having the house ready for daddy and his place set and being a joy when daddy walks through the door, no matter what's going on. It really had to be intentional. It was not natural Mm -hmm. for me at all. And it's by the grace of God and his spirit in me that has allowed me to um, see how hard he works outside the home and really have, like Rachel said, our girls value that and to be grateful for everything that daddy does. Mm. Yeah, I think that's super good, especially having that joyful attitude. I remember when my youngest daughter said to me, how come you get kind of miserable when dad comes home? (laughs) And I was so convicted. Oh, uh, the mouths of babes. (laughs) Seriously. And I think it's that thing. It's like, you know, they're here now. I want to let him know how hard my day was so that he can pick up the slack or whatever. Like help is here. Yeah, totally. But, you know, it's, it's just not right. I mean, you know, like you said, valuing them, putting their needs before ours, letting everybody know how important our husbands are. Yeah, and and Rachel mentioned the encouraging words, which is a great one. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, that starts in our prayer life, Mm. you know, as we're thanking the Lord um, for our husband and praying for him. Um, I know that even just setting my mind on a specific time, like when he's going to be home, to get my mind focused of, (laughs) you know, this is what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. Like, I am going to deal with whatever is going on, the stressors and stuff like right now, um, so that I can set my mind to be ready for my husband to come home. And yes, that nice. makes all the difference. Yeah. The that's, intention. That's nice. Great. Why, why do you think it is that people tend to prioritize their kids over their husbands? I mean, what, what is it in us that makes us want to go to the kids and meet their needs and spend time with them or take care of them and then just brush our husbands to the side? 
Well, I, th- I think one is your volume, right? right. <laughs> Just in terms of number of voices, if you have multiples. But I think no matter what, there's that sense that when they were a baby, they couldn't do things for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think as moms, we just get into that nurturing mode, which which God did create in us, but mm-hmm. he also created us, you know, to be a helper right. to our husbands. So making sure that that's in perspective. But I just think that, you know, there's some comfort that that gives us in the role mm-hmm. of taking care of our kids and being able to control that in a sense. And we're thinking, hey, our husbands are just fine. Right. They, yeah, they're walking they on their two, they can take care right. of themselves. And so I've really noticed that um, that it is important when they're being thought of and sacrificially, um, you know, my day could be full with the kids for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm always making sure that I'm asking John what are his top three things that I could do for him that day that would bring him joy, and just making sure that those will be accomplished and those will get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also we have this tendency that we want to make our kids happy and entertain them. Yes. So we fill up our days with play dates and um, activities and things that are going to keep them busy. Um, when maybe we just need to be less busy. Right. And so that we can be refreshed and ready and available and present when our husbands come home. Yeah. I I know for me it was kind of interesting, but you hear a lot that thing about the kids, oh, it's going to go by so fast, you know, enjoy every second of it, enjoy the time, don't let it slip through your fingers. And it's like, oh my goodness, you know, they're going to be gone. Like I have to make them my priority (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's going to go by so fast. I don't want to miss this. And it's like, whoa, relax. You know, I mean, they're your kids. They'll be here for a long time and then they're going to move out on their own. But you can tend to think, well, my husband's always going to be there, you know, so I don't need to focus so much on him right now because my kids, they're going to be gone. Because the world does just push that upon us all the time. You know, it's like, they're going to be gone. You have to spend every moment, every second with them or doing things for them. It's just not true. Yeah. It's interesting for me. The compulsion was more like get them job ready, (laughs) right? right. Get them ready to earn money (laughs) and launch them out, you know, from that perspective and making sure that, you know, academically and from a college perspective. And, you know, so I was really going with that achievement mindset and probably, you know, certainly there's some of that's going to be pride and all of that because my identity doesn't need to be in my kids or image and all of those things for sure. And that, again, that changed a lot when I became a Christian, but um, there is that sense of their future is in our hands Mm -hmm. and um, no, their future's in God's hands. Mm, So like you said, relax. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, I think it's important too, that we show our kids through our marriage just our commitment to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. especially as Christians, Christ has forgiven us and we must be forgiving. Uh, have you ever been successful in that area or maybe not successful in that area and seen how it's backfired? Or, you know, how have you modeled that out before your daughters that, you know, they need to grow up to become women who will one day have to forgive their husbands as well? Um, I actually um, seek reconciliation in front of my kids. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, sometimes they see the argument, but then they don't see the resolve mm, or the reconciliation. Point. So mm-hmm. um, if I disrespected my husband in front of my kids, um, I should absolutely go and ask for forgiveness in front of my kids mm-hmm. so that they can see 
um, we need to humble ourselves right. and we need to yeah. come and seek that reconciliation. And um, thankfully, my husband's always so gracious to forgive me. Um, but I remember that when I first became a Christian, to seek that forgiveness was so difficult. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it just felt so wrong. Like, because you might want to hold on to that part. Well, well, I was justified in one area. And I remember my husband leading in this way and he came and and he reconciled with me even though I was totally in the wrong. And he he showed me like, we can do that even if we have the slightest part and um, and it's huge. Mm. It, it speaks volumes yeah. to our kids to see that and in, put into action. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I, I think that whole don't let the you know sun go yes. down on your anger mm-hmm. and just making sure that you're modeling being able to talk through things, um, you know, with each other and have that conflict resolution mm-hmm. and that that has nothing to do with divorce or breaking up or anything mm-hmm. else, but life's hard, mm-hmm. right? And we need, we see, have different perspectives. Like Rachel said, she and her husband are opposites. John and I are complete opposites. So we, we've learned after 31 years to glory in each other's opposites mm-hmm. and thank God that the other person, he's more analytical, I'm more social, that we're really glorying in that. So I think handling conflicts where you're seeking to understand first, before you're understood Mm -hmm. and just making sure to be able to talk it through in a way that would be pleasing to God and ultimately ask for forgiveness, look for that reconciliation is a huge modeling. And have I done it well? Sometimes, as you asked, have I not done it well? Very often, right, I have right, not done right, it well, right. and it's something that I have to work on mm-hmm. every day because mm-hmm. um, there's much that I need to be forgiven for. Right? Yeah. Amen. Well, if I were to ask you, and I know this is catching you by surprise, but if I were to ask you, what one statement would you say your daughters would say about you and your marriage if they had to behind closed doors? If I were to say to them, what have you learned about marriage through your mom and the way she treats your dad? What do you think they would say just off the cuff? I think they would say that we are silly and crazy and we just are weird. (laughs) (laughs) We laugh. We like to embarrass them. We, yeah, laughter is huge. Mm, That's awesome. Gosh, that's such a big question out of the blue. So all four would say completely different things, I'm certain. And generally, what I will say is is that the girls would feel that, you know, their dad is a rock star, Mm -hmm. that he is just a gift from God to us. We cannot believe just... Uh, you know, other than Christ himself, the patience, Mm. (laughs) the love, Mm -hmm. um, living with five women and Mm. what he weathers and how he does it. He's just absolutely amazing. So Mm -hmm. I think that they would um, mention how much that I do esteem, love, respect him Mm -hmm. and um, really that, um, you know, he's, he's king. King John mm, at the tweets. Yeah, yeah oh, for so sure. Neat. How fun. Well, what a great message to send to your daughters that, you know, marry a man that you respect and you have a lot of fun with at the same time. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening. We are 
out of time. And I have really enjoyed hanging out here with Susan and Rachel and talking about dating and now marriage. We've seen how important it is to model out a friendship in our marriage. We've seen that we have to be committed, no throwing divorce around to get our way or to threaten or whatever. We have to put our husband's needs before our own and even before our kids. And we've got to learn to be forgiving people. So thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and share and like and comment. Even email us, wf at compasschurch.org, with any topic suggestions you might have. Uh, Thank you again so much, Susan and Rachel, for doing this Girl Mom series with us. It's definitely been fun. So much fun. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. Bye.